Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of Love at First Psych, a Psych First Watch Rewatch podcast. I'm on your host, Jay Christie, joined as always by Andre Barrera. Andre, how are you? I'm doing good. Um, yeah, just... Uh, Superman you know, does good. You're doing well. That's a 30 Rock line. I know you've never seen the show, but... Yeah, I'm never going to watch that show. Um, I've seen, like, episodes of it. I just don't care. I know, you hate the theme yeah. song. We discussed this. Uh, yeah, anyways... Um... Yeah, I'm good. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. How's the, um, how's the weather out there? On your it actually, the actually, today was warmer than you. It's, it got to about 50 degrees today. So, you know, I went on a nice walk. Got uh, about 12,000 steps in today. So, Our high yeah. today was about 54. So we're uh, in similar... Yes, although it's areas. supposed to get cold again next week. So, you know. Yeah. 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 Anyway, so we start off with this is episode's important marker because I know I assume you noticed we don't have we have a different Sean, a different young yes, Sean. yes. Um, it's the one the only Skylar Gisondo who is you know making a name for himself in Hollywood. Um, unlike Liam James, who really fumbled the bag. He had a head start, but you know, is Skylar Gisondo the guy who sued like his like. Um, like masseuse. Yes, for like he did. He neck did. Damage he did. Or yes, something? he did. Yes, he did. Scumbag. Yes, that's funny. Like I actually, people make a lot of memes about him. Like there's a meme that was really popular, which is like this guy. He, this guy looks like he knows a lot about dinosaurs, and like he's kind of like a baby girl for a lot of the internet. But like I have a, vi- I get the vibe that he doesn't actually. I don't know if he's actually a good guy. Like I don't know if I can't say he isn't. But like I feel, I think people project onto him because he has like a sweet smile that he's a good guy, and who knows. Yeah, he looks like a very wholesome feller. Um, now, I know you and I have different opinions on this movie. I think he is fucking hilarious in Licorice Pizza. I knew um, that's where that was going. Uh-huh. He's hilarious in Booksmart. Um, and, uh, Dude, honestly, I watched Booksmart. I didn't really give a fuck. I'll be honest I mean, with you. That's didn't fair. Care. I mean, I liked it a lot, but, you know, we all can't agree on everything. Um, I think it's and- just like Superbad is like 50 times better than that movie. I think Surat is better than it, but I don't think I'd say 50 times because that's a lot of times. But oh, I would um, say it's 1,000% better than that movie. I'll say this. I can say – what I will say about Booksmart is that I don't relate it really at all to Superbad when I relate much more to Booksmart. Just, I mean, just Exactly. That makes like, a ton of sense. Yeah. Like I think Superbad is funnier, but I think that the vibe of Superbad is kind of – like I can understand it, but it is completely un- not comparable to my high school experience. Correct. Whereas, yes, yeah, you weren't those kids in Superbad, whereas I no, was. No, exactly. I uh, both because of the time, and yeah, because I was an overachiever in high school who was afraid to party. And um, honestly, a similar thing happened to me where I'm like, "Oh, you mean the kids who party also like? You mean the my parents weren't right when they said that if you partied and drank alcohol, you'd be like, you know." Uh, working at McDonald's for the rest of your life. My parents never actually said that, but you know that was the vibe. Um, anyway. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, Skyler Zondo shouts at him. Him and Young Gus are doing a three-legged race now. Have you ever done a three-legged race before? I have. Really good. I did at like it, so. elementary school, and I wasn't that good at it. But yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty. What's solid. your experience? Um, it was just like a it was like an office like sort of party that we did, mm. and there was a bunch of games going on, and I yeah. I had it, this was later in life. I don't think I ever did it as a kid, so I, I volunteered, and you know it ended up a lot, being a lot better than I thought it would be. And uh, yeah, I don't know if we won, but uh, I remember it not being so bad. It was like doing that along with the the race where you have like a 
spoon in your mouth? An egg. With, with a, yeah. With an egg? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That kind of shit. So. Yeah. So they yeah. then they they're they're practicing for a thing where they can get a bike. Then they you know decide. Long story short, they fall over. You know that's the only thing you really need to know. Then we cut to they're on a ferry. Now, what's your experience with ferries? I think that's the most important question. So actually, as this resonated with me, um, when I went to Istanbul two years ago, um, obviously there, it's very well known for being in between two different continents. One the part Bosphorus. of it is Europe. Correct. The Bosphorus separates that. So there's a European side, which is where my wife's family lives. And then there's the Asian side, which is, you know, a little bit more, I don't know how to describe it, but we... It's more like, it's it's less, it's... I, I, am I wrong in saying it's exactly what you think it is? That the European side is more like a European city and the Asian side is more in like a, a sense, city. In a sense, yeah. It's still nice on the Asian side, but it's just like a little no, bit No, I'm not saying it's not nice. I'm saying it's yeah, more yeah. like a... Yeah, yeah no, I know, I know. I know what you're saying. Um, you don't, yeah, don't worry about it. Um, Honey, no, I but it's like... Offend. Yeah, yeah, I get it. No, it's just it's it's different, and like you tend to spend more time on the European side, um, or I just happen to. And anyway, so like there's parts of it like where there are like a lot of water ferries that you take across the Bosphorus. So most of the time, we didn't take cabs or like Ubers because you can't take an Uber in Istanbul. Mm-hmm. Basically, if you call an Uber there, it's uh, it calls a cab, mm-hmm. and they're kind of like fuckers, really. Mm-hmm. Like if we want to call it a buck. Um, and then the subways, like they're not like really everywhere you want to go. Yeah. Like it's not like I mean it'll take you to like most like famous places and like very nice places. But typically, if you want to get past in between different areas, like even if you want to go down the coast, like mm-hmm. on the same side, you'll take it from like where my wife's family's from. Mm-hmm. You can get down all the way to like um, Sultan Ahmet, which is like where all the sultans used to live. Um, so it was really fucking cool. Like that was the first time I really took ferries to like get around. Um, I never really did it in San Francisco and you certainly don't do that in LA. I've never been to Catalina. Um, I'm not sure if you know how that works, but I honestly only because of stepbrothers and other things like that. Um, I've never taken the ferry in New York to go to like Liberty Island or nothing like that. So so this is the thing is next time you come up, we're taking the Staten Island ferry because it is the best place to go in New York. Um, because it is free, which is huge. Um, Mm -hmm. And it goes to Staten Island. Um, I've been, I've been on the Staten Island ferry probably in upwards of fifty times. Round I probably don't know over fifty round trips because for the long yeah. time when when me and my brothers all lived together, I would say well, at least once a month during warm months, me my brothers and at least a couple of their college friends would just be like, hey, we're riding the ferry tonight. And because what you can do is there's a bar at the terminal that's I was going to ask I was going to ask serves that serves forty ounce beers. Um. For like seven dollars, which is obviously super cheap for New York, and you can drink mm. on the ferry. It's and you can stand down below in the open air, and basically you get like a perfect view of downtown Manhattan for zero dollars and zero cents. And so, anytime someone comes up to visit, um, you know, I, I tell them that we should take the ferry. Um, so I've taken that ferry. There's a ferry that goes across to um, from New York to New Jersey, which I took once, but that's not. You really never need to do that. But the Staten Island ferry, baby, it is truly my favorite. It is. At the very least, my fifth favorite place in New York. It's, yeah, it's wonderful. Um, yes, we got Yeah, it. I'm just like, every time I go to New York, I'm like so fucking time crunched. I feel bad that I can't like take more time to do this. No, of yeah. And the, and the good thing about the Island Ferry as well is that like it's pretty, like if, if you're visiting New York on business, it's actually pretty easy to get to because um, it's just at the bottom of the, the island, um, you know. Uh, but like, like financial district? Yeah, it's, it's in the financial district. It's right about. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, she shouts the ferry. Um, 
Yeah, I've actually never been. I've been to Staten Island 50 times, and I've only. I've never walked more than 50 feet outside of the, uh, the like the the um, terminal. Anyway, um, so they're going they're going on the ferry to do go to the Channel Islands like Catalina to do some environmental cleanup, and Sean got roped in by being distracted with Snickers. Um, and Sean, by the way, I'm, look, I'm looking right now. Sorry, I'm just looking where Staten Island is. I had no idea this is where it was. In what way? I thought it was like north. Oh. <laughs> How? Where would it be if it was north? <laughs> I have no fucking clue, dude. I'm not like an East Coast person. I have no clue. I, no I, idea. I, I think the difference here is not that I'm an East Coast person. It's a, I, when I was a child, I spent lots and lots and lots and lots and lots of hours looking at maps. Um, I just know where uh, I so did I, but like, I was never looking for fucking Staten Island. Let's just but say no, I, guess, I guess what I'm trying to think say is that, but didn't you know that right above New uh, Manhattan was the Bronx? Like, I feel like most people know that. I mean, in a sense, sure, but I felt like beyond that, maybe it's no. There. There's no, uh-huh. there, as you can tell, looking at a map, there's no area. It now I look at that. Yeah. I'm seeing that now. Yeah, Staten Island really, it's it really should be New Jersey, and I don't know why New Jersey doesn't want it. Um, because I, 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 we don't want it. It's um, like by Bayonne. Bayonne, yes. Bayonne. Which is, uh, my famous story about working at an opening of a Costco for one day was in Bayonne. Um, anyway. Um, yeah. Oh, okay. Anyways. Um, so they see some guys in on uh, prisoners on a work release, and they also see some environmentalists, DC and CC. Um, mm-hmm. And there's a joke about Black Al Gore, which is funny. Um, but Gus because is Sean's one, the one that was Black Al Gore, which is mm-hmm. troublesome. Yes, it. I don't want to know what that looked like. But same. Gus is wearing a seasickness patch. Now, do you get seasick? No. Yeah, me neither. I don't really get any sort of. I it, I I think like I even takes a lot for me to get car sick. I'm pretty good about that. Um, yeah, I mean, I read in cars. I don't really. It doesn't bother me at yeah, all. My my twin brother. I don't want to put him on blast, but used to be always complaining about getting car sick. Oh. Um, also, I didn't know that you could t- put on patches to get over seasickness. Yeah, there's yeah, Dramamine patches. I think they are. Um, ah, okay. I knew you could take Dramamine. Um, yeah, I don't really get sickness, motion sickness for the most part. No. Anywhere. No. Mm-mm. Um, yeah, I'm so. Good. Yeah, so Gus has to go to a bathroom, um, and he's trying to go, but he can't because the prisoners are waiting online. And guest star Tri McBride, who's always great. You know what I mean? You're always happy to see him. Um, Was he the guy who had diabetes in Connor? Uh, no, that's Michael T. Williamson, who already guest starred on the show. Fuck. Okay. <laughs> okay. Tri McBride was, I mean... He's he in The Purge. The Purge Anarchy? Guess. Yeah, I mean, I first noticed him in the short-lived ABC show Pushing Daisies. Um, and then he... I mean, he's just in so much shit. He's in Paid in Full. Um, I haven't seen that. What else is he in? I'm trying to think. Of, tall motherfucker, though. Yeah, he's incredibly tall. Um, and so he can't share the bathroom with the prisoners. But, of course, a kid does the pee-pee dance, and he gets let in. Which, you know, mm-hmm. we've all done the pee-pee dance, you know? Yeah, yeah. No, but, like, what he explains also is that, like, uh, technically nobody can go to the bathroom at the same time as a felon. So, you know, you have to wait your turn. And Sean decides – Sean, that he decides that he's – once the kid gets on there ahead of them, uh, uh, Gus is not going to have enough time to do what he's got to do. So he takes him to a different bathroom. Yeah, he takes him to the nurse's station. And so they're done – they get done in the nurse's station. He's wearing three patches, and they hear some noises in the storage room. And wouldn't you know it? The prison guard is tied up, gagged, and uh, the prison break. Uh, the prison prisoners are broke. There's it, call Wentworth Miller 
and Dominic Purcell, it's a prison break. Mm-hmm. Correct. Speaking of Dominic Purcell, I'm sorry, speaking of Wentworth Miller, we'll call back to a conversation before the show. Do Correct. You know he, wrote, he goes through. No, he didn't yeah. die. Right. He, he wrote, he, he put his name on Stoker. The Park Chan-wook film. Originally, he did not. I'm aware of that, but it's he was eventually WGA credited. So okay, but I, what I'm saying is that he I understand, didn't. I understand what you mean. I'm saying for for all, the term "ghost wrote" is a is, is not a g- generic term. It means something. It well, it meant something at the time. I'm aware of that, but the fact that he eventually did get it, I'm saying that he didn't. You know, like there are right. actual ghost writing. You know, um, it took like, me years to figure that shit out. Like Quentin Tarantino ghost wrote on Crimson Tide because his name is not on the movie, you know? Did he? I don't know. Yes, that. he did. Yeah, he wrote it basically one of his big things is if you rewatch Crimson Tide, all the stuff about Star Trek is from him, obviously. Um or her, like Joss Whedon ghost wrote on speed, which you can definitely tell if you rewatch it. <laughs> um anyway. So they they get uh the guard and he apparently got knocked out and his gun stolen. And um so they call the police they call Henry. And what's Henry's advice? To just, you know, stay put. Uh, don't be a hero, essentially. Uh, don't take matters into your own hands. Um, mm-hmm. He, yeah, don't do not do anything. He'll coordinate with the Coast Guard. They'll figure something out. And he asks them to stay in constant contact with him, which Sean reminds him that they're on the ocean. So, you know, cell signal might be spotty. So it's not the best. Uh, it's It might not work out the way that he wants it to. But again, Henry reiterates, do not take matters into your own hands. And as soon as he hangs up with Sean, uh, Sean says that they should take matters into their own hands. Obviously. Exactly. And Gus protests and Sean says, don't be the one game at Chuck E. Cheese that isn't broken. Which this we just talked about, Chuck E. Cheese. Um, mm-hmm. Shasta Charles Entertainment Cheese. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, Shasta. And so, yeah. And so um, they Sean notes that you know, if they wait for the cops, the prisoners will be halfway between here and the Pacific Ocean, which of course they already are. But mm-hmm. uh, the guard, who we haven't learned the name of, and I'm waiting for the reveal, uh, got them to shut down the engine. Basically, the protocol is to shut down the engine, lock the, the cabin, because they don't want the boat to get high. Lock the bridge. Yeah, lock the bridge. Yeah, because you can't afford to have, like, uh, your uh, boat get um, hijacked. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, that's what happened. Um, so, you know, at this point they deduce that the convicts must be scrambling in some capacity. And that's when the prison guard that, again, we're still waiting for the reveal, um, tells them that they all have 20 years or more, yeah. uh, on their sentence. So they have nothing to lose. So they can, they might resort to anything to get off of this situation. And Sean says they were the only ones who could stop him. And, uh, the prison guard says he owes him an apology. I thought you were just a couple punk ass friends from grade school who riff on things. <laughs> Which, you know, which is exactly what they are. Yes. And his name is Craig. 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 But a certain way. Like almost like a Craig. Like, Craig. like if you're in Scotland. Craig. It's not Craig, it's Craig. And he asks, you know, Sean can't pronounce it. He asks, did you see Friday? And then Sean does a pretty good Chris Tucker. Um, yeah, it's not bad. It's yeah. better than I could do. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah. We cut back to they need to get some supplies, and so Sean and Gus basically steal them from the crunchy dudes, um, crunchy and, granola dudes. Yeah, uh, and it's crazy how being crunchy has completely like changed because you know, like crunchy guys are people are like all now like super right wing. <laughs> like I don't know if you follow really? that. Not maybe not crunchy dudes, but like the crunchy mom community, like the natural foods, all that stuff. That's like a huge hive of like anti vax shit now, and like you Is know, anti pharmaceutical. Yeah. 
Yep. Yep. Oh, yep. Did not know that. Because it turns out that um, being distrustful of authority is actually much more of an indicator of one's like political susceptibility than the opposite. Turns out that you know, just thinking anyone could be lying to you at all times is actually not a good way to have good politics. Just who, who were thought. Um, my my favorite like clip lately is that one guy who's like in his like pickup truck and he's like, "Save me, Donald Trump! Save me!" Mm-hmm. Have you seen that one? No, I have not. Fuck. Okay, I gotta find it and I'll send it to you. Please do. Um, and so, you know, they get some ropes, some binoculars, some walkie-talkies, and they go split up. Sean and Gus are going to go up to the top, and uh, Craig is going to, I think, go to the captain, I think he says. Or I don't know what he's going to do. But anyway, Sean and Gus see the prisoners about to take the, uh, the escape boat. And um, Gus, Craig, you there? And what does Sean point out? Uh, he points out that, um, yeah, like... Um, it's a very simple joke. Uh, that Gus is using a radio voice. <laughs> oh yes, correct. Yeah, and I love, I, I, I love about this joke is that it sets up and pays off immediately. It's not like later on. It's who is this? It's Gus. You use some kind of radio voice. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think we all have a radio voice, honestly. which is why it's funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah correct. I mean, correct. I have a podcast voice. I mean, I mostly talk like this, but I definitely am not. You know, I, uh, actually, I really, no, you I definitely just sound like how you do. Yeah. It's a problem. I, uh, um, uh, yeah, I, uh, I'm always on. It's kind of a, yeah. Yeah. I uh, think I sound the same more or less. You, you, you have, I think you definitely are more laid back normally, but that's just because like, you're not like, I think the difference is you, you're normal. I think the difference in you and I is that I, it's not like I talk like I like. No, I, it's not that I talk normally on a podcast. It's that in my day to day life, I talk like I'm on a podcast. Is really what it is. You really do, yeah. You really do because you do it so much. No, it's. I swear to God, it's not even that. I remember, and this is a, just because like I'm bragging. But I remember once the nicest thing anyone's ever said to me is I was telling a story, like some like historical fact thing, or whatever, to someone in high school, and she just said to me like, "Jake, I just love the way you talk." I mean, that that was nice, and so I feel like I've always been this way. Yeah, I think every time, like, the last two times you've seen me, I've probably been fucking hammered out of my ass. No, only the one last time. Only the most recent time. Yeah. Yeah, because it was after Fantasy Draft, right? It was, yes. Yeah, you were a plastic. Yeah, that was rough. Yeah. I'm glad, I'm glad I got to see you, though. But anyway, so uh, they, um, they're they escaping, and Craig can't get to them because they sealed off the doors. And so Sean right. decides he's going to surprise them. And uh, he ends up uh, releasing the lifeboat so they can't get to it, which is a really bad idea. In one sense, it is. Um, but yeah, it, it's it's a bad idea because they're about to be taken. Everyone's going to be taken um, hostage as a result. Um, whereas they might have just been able to just sneak off on their own and possibly yeah, get. Well, yeah, like the thing is, what is a higher what? I mean, the thing is, one thing that police shows always get wrong is that even obviously this isn't always the case because police are often very bad. But like in situations like this catching the criminals is significantly less important than keeping the hostages safe. Like correct in, in obviously, and this is not actually how actual cops would maybe behave, but in like any cop handbook, they would tell you to let them go. You know, it's, it's why it's always unrealistic in shows. Like obviously once again, it does happen. I don't want to make it, but how, whenever you see in a show, where, like there's a busy street and the cops like try to shoot out tires. It's like, you're not supposed to fucking shoot a gun in a street, you know, like, you let them go because you know what's actually you know what's easier to deal with than a hostage situation of a boat with a, with you know convicts with a gun, 
convicts in a tiny lifeboat where we know that where they're coming from. You know what I mean? Like it's not. Anyway. Yeah, no, absolutely. Like, anyway. no, it's definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. So Lasser gets a call because they got taken hostage. Um, and yeah. So what, what are their demands? They want a, um, I have it here. Hold on. They want. Well, what does any, any hostage, they, in this case, they don't want a plane. They want a. They want a boat. Mm-hmm. And that's basically it. They want, like, that no one will follow them. Um, but yeah, we learned that the main guy is Dane Northcutt. I wonder if he's related to uh, Dante. former. What? Dante Northcutt? Who's Dante Northcutt? He was a player for the NFL. Uh, I was going to say Dennis Northcutt, who might be who you're thinking of. Oh, the guy from the Cleveland Browns? Yeah. That's what I was thinking of. Yeah. Maybe Dante Northcutt also. Yeah, Dennis there Northcutt. Was a, there was also Dante Northcutt. There might have been. I mean, there also was Sage Northcutt, who was like a USC fighter, I think. Oh, maybe there. I think it was just the Dennis one that Northcutt. you said. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, yeah, apparently they've been really good prisoners, and they must have orchestrated being on work duty all the time. Um, and, uh, when we see them, them as hostages, Gus is kind of, Gus and Craig are both kind of dressing Sean down for putting them in this situation. Yeah. They're not very happy about the whole situation, obviously. Um, it's a very dark night situation. Um, and so, yeah. And you're not referring to a dark night. You mean the movie? Yeah. The movie. Um, but also, okay. So like. Sorry, I just remembered. They wanted a fully field boat, a GPSC scrambler, and assurance that no one would follow them. Yes. And apparently, they it seems like they had all lined this up like to basically be on the same work furlough at the same time. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to keep going. Um, and do. so, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, this is their plan all along. So, they need, so now on the boat, they need to cause some sort of emergency to break up their whole fucking plan. Yeah, Sean goes. Like, teamworks. Yeah, correct. And so um, they they need to sort to do some sort of emergency. So what they do is basically Sean rips off the mm-hmm. uh, the what's it called? The sea um, sickness, the patches, the dramamine patches to make Gus like freak out again. Mm-hmm. Um, but one of the guys, Northcutt, I think he mm-hmm. um, he recognizes that he's just like seasick, yeah. and so just take him out of there, whatever. So they take him out. Yes, um, Northcutt, who's played by Kevin Alejandro, who I know because a couple of years ago I watched all of Lucifer, and he's on there. So that's what my wife said too. I mean, it's honestly a much it's it's a much better show than you'd think. <laughs> um, I mean, it's I've, I've, deeply I've... it's deeply silly, but it's my favorite genre of show, which is okay. Let's create an interesting character, and guess what he does? He does something no character's ever done before. He helps the police solve crimes. <laughs> I trust I trust Welsh people. I do. Yeah, shout out to Tom Ellis. Um, Shouts to Matthew Reese as well. Oh my God, Matthew one of Reese. my boys. I love Matthew. I, he is one of the funniest people alive. Anytime he's like doing an interview, like I don't know if you have ever seen him on Seth Meyers. He's have you funniest. seen the Americans? Of course, I've seen the Americans. Yeah, but I'm talking about Matthew Reese as the guy. Yeah. yeah. Like, By the way, have... Dennis Northcutt shares mm-hmm. so much with me. Go for it. He was born in L.A. Okay, and he went to the University of Arizona. Oh hell yeah! Shout out to Dennis Northcutt. Hope he's doing well. Um, Only two other Pac-10 players have had more receptions and receiving yards in their Pac-10 careers. Um, who would it be? Uh, Deshaun Jackson and uh, Dwayne Jarrett? Possibly. I don't know. Oh, oh, I thought you had it in front of you. Sorry. No, no, no. no, no. Uh, I have no idea. You said receptions? 
Receptions and yards. Yeah. All right. I mean, I can look this up. Receptions, theaters. Um, all right. Um, wait. This this doesn't seem accurate because I'm looking now and there's multiple people in front of them. Yeah, Dennis Northcutt on this. Or is it like combined maybe? Oh, no, that's Only two other Pac-10 players have had more receptions and receiving yards in their careers. No, he's not in the top. Yeah, I don't know. There must be. I will, I'll, We'll talk about this later. Sorry, okay. I love sports trivia like that. You know, you know. I mean, I had a whole live stream where we just remembered guys. I mean, you know me. Um, I gotta do that again at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, um, and so they're worried about if hostages start dropping that they, you know, the police won't care, etc. And Sean notices that Dane is a little stressed. He wipes the back of his neck with a uh, bandana. I wonder mm-hmm. why. What is like? Is there a story behind why that's like the universal design for bandanas? Uh the paisley print. Yeah, I have no. I think it's like an old west thing. Probably, I have yeah. no idea. Um, so my when I looked up pan, bandana paisley, one of them is one of the suggestions is yeah, are pan, uh, paisley bandanas cultural appropriation? <laughs> <laughs> What's I next? Mean, I love, I love you have that. to ask. You have to ask. What am I going to Google next? Is wearing a flannel and just buttoning the top button cultural appropriation? <laughs> it is. That, that definitely that is. It definitely <laughs> that is. is. It that definitely is. is. <laughs> that is. So, I'll be honest with you. Sometimes I'll, if I'm wearing a flannel, sometimes I do that and I just send a photo to my brother. <laughs> With a white it's, shirt underneath? No, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The thing because is, the just, thing is, when I wear shirts, I don't wear undershirts typically. Oh. I always do. I mean, I do mostly because, I don't know, I work at a front desk, and so I don't want, you know, to... I, I like to try to look good. Um, but yeah, I always do that. Only with flannel. Um, yeah, it, it reminds me of, there's a thing, probably like the most casually offensive thing was, did you ever play Tony Hawk's American Wasteland, the Tony Hawk game? Is that the one where you have, like, that annoying motherfucker that keeps trying to one-up you all the time? No. Uh, it's the one, maybe, but it's the one where you're in LA and it's all the different sections. And the characters in East LA are so broad. They also do for these, like all the other cholos, and they all wear flannels only by the top. <laughs> I believe it. I mean, hey, so you're saying it's realistic. That's what East LA is like. Anyway, no. Absolutely. Um, uh, so um, so there, there's some t- snipers coming in. And, um, you know, uh, Craig is trying to... You know what? Up. I have questions. I have questions about a sniper on a fucking boat. Like, that shit I You're right. I wrote that down, and I shouldn't have skipped that part of my notes. You're absolutely right. What the hell? Yeah. That's that's uh, inviting someone to get taken out accidentally. Exactly. And so... But Craig is like, no silliness, no movie references. And what does Sean say to that? Um, he says that they... Um, it's Is just like a thing right now. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Except I'm Jamie Foxx and you're Tom Cruise. Yeah, correct. Um, I need to rewatch this movie. It's like, on my, number one, like on my list. Like I got to rewatch because I watched it when it came out and that's it. Yeah. It's anyways. Funny. Yeah. So um, what's well, his yeah, actual advice? He, this is, I think, a very a funny bit. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you take the last thing that anyone says to you aggressively and, you know, give it back to them in an angrier way. Mm-hmm. So the first question that he gets asked is, do you want to get shot? And he says, <laughs> you don't want to shoot us? <laughs> you don't want to shoot us? Like all aggressively and stuff. And, you know, to their credit, they don't get shot. And it seems like he's kind of like impressed by it initially. But 
then Northcutt kicks him right in the fucking face and knocks him out. And so they pull Sean out of that uh, section. More importantly, did you know that the Paisley pattern in originates from 221 AD? That's no. old. Wow. From where? Oh, crap. I just exited the page. Well, I'll be you know what I'm from the Sassanid Empire, which I don't know where that is. Let me see. Look. Sassanid Empire was a Persian Empire. Oh, interesting. Just a person. Yeah, anyway. Um, so Sean gets kicked in the face and he gets dragged out. And there is, um, you know, there's some, here's some crosstalk about how, you know, uh, Dane is not the only one with a dime piece. And Sean points out that the cops aren't playing around. They should rethink their plan. And of course, um, he what inadvertently helps them, you know, because what's their next plan? Uh, the next plan is to, I'm so sorry, like you called me and I was like looking at Paisley print, uh, wiki. They basically surround themselves with the hostages so they can't. Oh yeah, correct. Yes. They surround them with that. Mm -hmm. And so the police send them, um, send like some of their like people out on a skiff, right? It's a skiff. That's what you'd call it. I'm not a boater. Let's just go with it. Okay. Yeah. They send them out on a skiff. So they're about to like do a little bit of more intimate, um, you know, kind of confrontation with them. Um, so obviously the prisoners take some of the hippies away, uh, DC and CC. Now, did you catch they... what uh, DC or CC says? Uh, when, no, what did it say? When, San- when Sanders, the the black prisoner, is dragging away, he says, but I voted for Obama. <laughs> uh, I didn't see that. I didn't hear that, but that's um, funny. By the way, just FYI, really? I, I, I don't actually think it's a skiff, but I didn't know. I just Googled it. Okay. Some sort yeah, of the vote. more you know, the more you know. Yeah, what's a skiff then? Uh jeez. I gotta stop exiting these pages before you ask follow-up questions. Um it is uh coastal or river craft used for leisure. Okay. They usually right. have one person or yeah. It's definitely looking at the photos, the one because it's like a motorboat with like, you know, decked out with stuff, so it's not a skiff technically. But I didn't know that. I'm not, you know, I'm not trying to yeah, well, yeah. Not trying to be a uh, smart ass. Anyway, I often am, so uh, now I'm not. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, so they take away DC and CC. We hear some shots ring out. You think that they get eliminated or you know executed, mm-hmm. um, and then you, we get the police and you know some of the other members like hopping on the boat. They make themselves on there. They they shoot some like smoke bombs, like tear mm-hmm. gas, some shit yep. like going on. Mm-hmm. And um, Lassie gets there. He gives um, Sean, Gus, and Craig, Craig. Uh, like smoke mask. And that's when they, you know, basically figure out that um, once they pull out the two, once once they nail the first two guys that are actual convicts, mm-hmm. and they get the other two guys that were inside, we find out that the other two guys dressed in the convict uniforms are DC and CC. Mm-hmm. So the guys that got taken out on the boat are actually. Um, Northcutt and Jones, James. I don't know. Yeah, Sanders. Yeah. So yeah, they got they escaped. Um, and so we cut back to the police station, and um, you know, they're everyone's on the case. Sean points out that she saw some tattoos. They might be part of a prison brotherhood, a small cadre, and they might be an accomplice. Um, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, then they see Craig sitting sad. Um, having to, having to have given a statement to Lassie, and what what bad news did Craig just get? He just got fired from his job, which completely understandable. Honestly, I'm sorry, you only had one job. You can't. What, no, come on. 
Yeah, but also you shouldn't have one person transporting prisoners. I agree. You also shouldn't have prisoners on the same ferry. On the same boat as civilians. Yeah. So it's a bad idea all around. I mean, yeah, if you're going to have prisoners, at least have them on, like, I don't know, a dedicated plane where Rachel Tocotton is the one guard. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Or Aiden Gillen. Uh, Who's Aiden? Uh, Oh, Aiden Gillen. I think you said Agent Gillen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What would happen? What would happen if I took off the mask? Let's say it. Uh, I forgot what he says. Okay, then you ask me. You ask me. Uh, what would happen? What would happen if you take off the mask? No, if I took off the mask. Yes, it's if I took off the mask, it would be very painful. And then say, "Come on, no say." Then you seem like a tough guy. Uh, you seem like a tough guy for you. <laughs> Got it. I love the baby. Good scene, though. Great scene. It's an incredible scene. I, I I think I've said this before. I am 99.99999% sure the sun will come up tomorrow. I'm 100% sure the Bane voice is good. I, yeah, it's, it's good. I'm fine with it. I'm fine the with thing it. is, people made fun of it, yada, yada. Nothing else sounds like it. No, oh, it's very... I love the Bane voice. Yeah, it's good. Anyway, so, uh, yeah, he got fired, and... Um, Lassie's just being a dick to him. He's kicking him when he's down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he loves doing that. Um, and so, you know, uh, that's basically where they talk about how um, he is like the penguin, but lankier. Um, and, you know, Craig, I honestly think that Craig could fuck his shit up. And oh, absolutely. Because he's, he's like, he towers over him, right? When we Let see me look him. up Chai McBride height. Let me see. He's 6'4", I think. Uh, damn, he's not famous enough to have... Oh, yes, it's okay. I, he's not famous enough for it to come up automatically. Be On his first... Yeah, Google. Yeah, yeah. So Craig's feeling bad because Lassie is basically right about calling him a failure. But, um, you know, that's when Sean uh, volunteers to give them the fees that they would seek on this case. Mm-hmm. But he says that he's on a charity case and he'll only accept, accept half, essentially. Mm-hmm. And, and, and uh, you know, Gus tries to do the when one door closes, one door opens thing, which is you know a nice thing to say. But anyway, mm-hmm. they're gonna go, they're taking him on. They're gonna go go to the, to the blueberry. Um, which I don't know is this the first time they called the car the blueberry or no? I don't remember. That's the first time I never heard it before. Okay, because it's a it's an important part of cycle lore. Um, mm-hmm. And so uh, yeah, Sanders and Northcutt were part of the Trace Diablos, which was a um uh. A prison gang. Prison gang. And the third member was Percy Dunn. Yeah. And Percy Dunn's Sean been thinks, dead for two years, so Sean they're not going to Sean thinks that Percy Dunn is a lightning thief. And I'll say this as someone who watched Psych when he was in an adolescent, that was a very important joke to me. Um, I see. Yeah. Because I was, a, mm-hmm. as you could probably imagine, based on my age and my entire being, I was a big fan of those book series. Now, ask me if I'm watching the TV show. Yeah, watching the TV show. No, I'm an adult. Um, and so, uh, gotcha. no, I'm kidding. I, I, that's, that's rude. But also it seems just fine. Um, also I got burned. The movie was so bad. I'm, I, I got burned, you know? Honestly, I have, I, I have zero idea. I had zero idea that Percy Jackson was like a thing that people watched. I mean, they like red or red. Oh, it was, no yeah, idea. It, was, it wasn't like, obviously it's because like Harry Potter, but I would say it was, the books were probably... Pre the movie, the books were probably as big as the Hunger Games was pre its movie. That's pretty insane. I, have I mean, it's big enough idea. where it's big enough where uh, Michael Springthorpe, close personal friend, 
worked i don't think he does anymore because he always was changing but he worked as like an administrator for a summer camp called camp half-blood which was based on the fictional camp in the Percy jackson series jesus christ okay um yeah anyway um so yeah they they his mother lorraine i can't wait to meet. can we like figure out like the next time i go there to like meet spring yeah i've never met him yeah, of course. Uh, he if he's not busy, I mean, what we could actually do is we could go to one of his comedy shows, which is a great time. Um, he does an improv. Japanese ones where they beat the yeah. fuck out of you. Yes, exactly. Um, okay. Yeah. yeah, and you can get really fucked up because they like walk around with sake all the time. Um, gotcha. And so anyway, uh, they go to meet Lorraine Dunn, who was uh, Percy's mom and a tutor, who became very close with Northcott. And, um, you know, she, t- she talks about how Hannah and her son used to clean a church, yada, yada. And um, Gus is not in- I- interested in this at all. He's interested in something else. Yeah, he's interested in the horchata, which is like the worst pronunciation. I think I'm convinced that this person is actually Hispanic. No, based on her name, she doesn't. I don't think she is. Um, but yeah. 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 And so Gus likes it, but he accidentally cleans the table. Sorry, he spills on the table. And when... Lorraine grabs a towel. Sean notices the purple bandana. Yeah, it's like in the you know um, the laundry basket. So clearly, um, Northcutt was there previously, and she's covering for him in some capacity. Mm -hmm. And so they confront her on that, and she admits that Dane Northcutt was there previously, and he just wanted to make sure she was okay, and to also check out Percy's room. And so they go up to Percy's room and they notice like a little bit of a vent that's like been cracked open, which were like, it's like one of the number one places that you would search for if yeah. you were looking for something that was hidden. Yeah. And there's like the lining, the outlining of a key that yeah. was there. And so and Sean knows down. two things. Yeah. This is one of the largest pencils in North America because he has one of those big pencils. Mm-hmm. Um, and he knows what Northcott was looking for, a key. And so he tells uh, Vic... A key, a, the um, the key that was found is the key to where he is. No pun intended. And Gus says something which is very important to me. That's not a pun; it's just repeating words. Because the amount of people who are not clever who think that they're doing a pun where they just repeat a word, man, mm-hmm. I get so mad. It incenses me so much because, as you know, I care more about puns than basically anything in the world. Um, yeah, you know, I I was wor- when I was at work today. I was walking in between like a hallway. I needed trying to get I had to clean up a room before a meeting. And I stopped in my tracks because I thought about the pun. Um, when he got his documents to be in Mission Impossible 7 via email, he became Esai Morales. I stopped my job to tweet that. That's how much I care about puns. Um, and so when people just repeat a word and call it a pun, I hate it. Anyway, what happens next? Uh, yeah, so um, basically they... Mm. What is it? Lasseter gets a call from one of his CIs about coyotes smuggling people out of the yeah. country. So the funny thing is this it's funny that they kept this in because this has actually nothing to do with the episode. <laughs> like it doesn't actually Correct. end up meaning anything. Correct. And so Percy Dunn was involved in the federal heist of nineteen ninety-nine, where millions of dollars millions of dollars of cash was taken but was never found. Mm-hmm. And so Sean deduces that Dunn and Northcutt were partners and that Dunn knew that he wasn't going to make it. So that's where this key was, you know, yeah. put that's where and, this was hidden. So like they need to find out where the key leads to, essentially. And obviously. Craig Craig was um he's distracted by something. Uh was he distra- oh by 
Julia. Jules's uh-huh. legs. And he says, How you feel, Mama? She a dime piece. And uh-huh. Jules, you know, is yeah, he's not he's completely correct. And Jules is not very phased. He's in fact, I think she's, you know, she's very feeling complimented. I think because Sean is there, you know, tension. Yeah. yeah. And uh Sean remembers that he heard the term dime piece. Um and uh From Sanders on the boat. Yes. Yeah, so pointing out, oh, Northcott has a girlfriend. And so, uh, yeah. They, they go visit her. And um, she's she says she hasn't seen him and she's lying to. Yeah. Um, she eventually, you know, I mean, she's also like crushing a beer at like 2 p.m. So, mm-hmm. you know, good for her. Yeah, with uh, a small child. I don't want to judge. Yeah, I, yeah. I did just judge. I can't say that. You, I can't judge and then say I don't want to judge because I did just do that. Correct. And so, you know, she talks about, or Sean talks about, um, you know, how he's been trying to be a better father for Travis, and she acknowledges that. And he mentions that, and she finally admits that he was there previously, but he's going to church tonight. And Sean immediately deduces that. We heard about previous clues about a church being shut down. So Sean knows where the money is and where the key was for, so that's where they're going to head next. So Sean, Gus, and Craig... Craig, mm-hmm. head over to the abandoned church. Yes. They're creeping around and they see Dane and Sanders in there. And uh, got, Sean asks, how much does a million dollars weigh? Um, and I, you know, I do love that. Uh, what was I going to say? What's it like? That? Gus thinks it weighs like no more than like. Like a packet of bananas or some shit. It's That's a something pack- crazy like that. I forget exactly what it is. It's. Um, let me see. Money weight calendar. Da, 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 da. How is this a hard question to find? How much is... Yeah, 22 pounds. So he says about the size of a pumpkin, which is true. Yeah. That's uh, how much... What weighs? A million dollars? A million dollars in a hundreds, yeah. Oh, that's surprising to me. I thought it'd be more than that. No, because if you think about it, it's only like how many bills? It's... A um, hundred thousand? Ten thousand? A hundred bills to... Yeah. Yeah, so it's, if you think about it, it's not, you know, a crazy amount. It's like, do you, do you ever see that John Mulaney joke, though, about um, if you had a million dollars, the best investment would be to just ask, get people to pay to see a million dollars? Because no one's ever seen a million dollars in cash. So if you just, like, rent a hotel room, put a million dollars in there, and just say, like, hey, five bucks and you can see a million dollars. Yeah, fair enough. Um, anyway. He's also a drug addict. He, whoa, 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 he was a drug addict. He's in recovery. And you can yeah. tell he's actually in recovery because he's gained like forty pounds. So not forty pounds, like twenty pounds. And that's Who's the he with now? He's with Olivia Munn. Oh goodness. Okay. Anyways, yeah. they have a son uh, named Malcolm. What do you want from me? Yeah. Um. And so they're creeping, and um, they get something as a weapon. Sean just gets a candle, but Gus gives him a big Bible, and Sean kind of questions it. And what does Gus say? I wrote it down. I have kept myself from the ways of the violent through what your lips have commanded. Psalm 17.4. And then Craig has Craig 1-1, which is just to kick someone's ass. I, I don't now know let us go forth and kick much ass. Craig 1-1. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Remember when Trump called it two Corinthians? <laughs> no, I don't. Oh, that was great. <laughs> I chose to like eliminate that part of my life. See, I, I can't, I can't help remember. I try to just remember. Yeah, I mean, that's just funny, though. I mean, Lydia mm-hmm. going, two Corinthians. Anyway, um, so Sean hits him with the Bible. Uh, hits Sanders with the Bible. but Literally. Course, yeah, he does. Um, but Dane <laughs> has a biscuit. And, um, you know, they end up, uh, he ends up putting it down. But it's not out of the goodness of his heart. But because 
Craig pulled the biscuit out on them. Yeah, and he's going to take the money and run. You know, he's like cash cab. Instead of like doubling up, you take the money and you, you leave. Um, what what, what so was he, your theory on that? Because I have a, I mean, my theory was always you, you got to double up because if not, you get a free. Absolutely. Ride. You get a free fucking ride yeah, at the very right. least. So it's fine with me. Every time. Every fucking time. Yeah. Um, so the um, shots of Ben Bailey. I hope he's doing well. Um, and so. Was he not doing well? Oh, I, I mean, I just because cash cab's over. So I, I, want, I hope he's like, you know, not, you know. I see. Um, sorry, uh, I'm coordinating. I put in a group chat. Uh, wow, we like, have the same birthday. Oh, hell yeah. October 28th? 30th. 30th. Damn it. Fuck. Um, so, yeah, sorry. I was texting in a group chat because I found, you know, how I'm obsessed with, um, now he's on 30 Rock as well, also, by the way. Of course, as himself. The, the, the scene with Tracy doing. Cash oh, cash. that's right. Yes, yeah. I've seen that. Scene. It's one of the yeah. funniest things. Um, but, uh, there's a you know I'm obsessed with like novelty sports stuff that a mm-hmm. hockey team in, in a minor league hockey team in um, South Dakota is doing a thing for one week they they changed their name to the uh, Sioux Falls Wiener Dogs and so um, yeah I put that in a group chat and so I had to respond someone said hey let, I got to see if I'm gonna get this I'm like just letting you know you can't it's only through Saturday because you can't miss out on that you know you cannot it's how I got my Hudson Valley cider donuts T-shirt. Um, Anyway, so they they're they're duct taped up, each of them, and um, you know uh, they end up. Sean and Gus are you know worried they're gonna die, but they end up wriggling free, and they the, this is where the three legged race comes back. Um, Correct. But they do have to deal with uh, Northcutt and Sanders. Yeah, so they knock over like some sort of cabinet, mm-hmm. um, and it traps them within it, and they you know they take off out the door. And Craig ends up stealing Gus's car, the blue, what was it? Uh, the blueberry. The blueberry. You have blue eyes, right? Do I have blue eyes? I have very blue eyes, yeah. They're very beautiful, by the way. I just Thank noticed you. right now. Yes. Um, I, uh, my, my older brother won best eyes uh, as a superlative. Um, and you didn't? No, because I won most likely to be successful. So you can't win. Okay, fine. Uh, so is, Craig- every, every year where my main claim to fame is being hosting a podcast – that goes from being a point of pride to being something I'm embarrassed about. <laughs> Having blue eyes? No. Oh, no. Being most likely to be successful is what I'm saying. Oh, yeah. Fair Especially enough. Especially given the fact that my female counterpart works in Chuck Schumer's office, but whatever. Um, yeah, who cares? He probably abuses her. Anyways, um, Craig steals Gus's car. Um, yeah, he actually takes it out. And so they head off in a three-legged pursuit um, to catch him while he curl- curls around the corner, essentially. So they managed to like fall through the woods like in a very um, what is it hot rod kind of scene mm-hmm. where they kind of yes. like fly through the woods mm-hmm. and they land in front of the you know in front of the car and he's not the type to like actually murder somebody so he gets out of the car and he checks up to make sure that they're okay mm-hmm. and you know Gus is whimpering and he you know you know um, he makes he makes a point of saying you know I'm making forty thousand a year with benefits now I will say what in California that's brutal. I was going to say, because I also looked it up. Because I, I, I looked up on the inflation calculator. That would be $56,203.23. Okay? Not horrible, I guess. Not but I looked up the average salary for a corrections officer for the state of California is $69,243 a year. So what is he doing? What is he doing wrong? 
He's at the wrong correctional facility. He's been saying he's doing it for twenty. He's been doing it for twenty years. He should be making more than average. You know, he's probably been fucking. Yeah, he's uh, he's maybe not that good at his job. Honestly, I mean, we know he's not that good at his job. He got fucking jumped. Probably. Uh, but anyway, yeah. So he's you know his he wants to pay, take care of his family. He wants to get rid of his corns. Um, and he wants mm-hmm. to open a wine bar in Bangkok. Yeah, and you know, does Bangkok need another you know wine bar? Maybe Tur- the Turkish market is um, yeah. Yeah, he doesn't know where Bangkok is. But luckily, Craig seems to have a change of heart, but not before he pulls a biscuit out. But it's not for them. It's he's shooting Sanders and Northcutt because yeah. um, they snuck back there. Yep. And so we cut back to the police station the next day, and it's no more furloughs for the two fellows that just got busted. Um, and Sean, you know, taunts them on their way to getting re booked. Mm-hmm. Yeah, talking a little shit. And, you know, Craig tells him it's not a great idea to taunt criminals because they are the motherfuckers that hold grudges. Yes. And so, you know, he apologizes. They're, they let bygones be bygones. And um, Vic comes up and asks him about it. And uh, he they tell the story that he saved them, basically. They lie about him, you know, losing his head. And mm-hmm. um, the uh, he's making his job back. And he's able to collect $100,000 reward. Um, and, uh, Sean and Gus are very happy until they realize what? That they're not going to get any of that money back. And on top of that, they split the costs with him for like the actual, yeah. Anyways, Craig sends them a postcard from Bangkok. Good for him. It seems like he did open up that wine bar. Um, and so, you know, there's time for another cleanup on the Channel Islands and Sean gets convinced by the Snickers. I mean, I love a Snickers, so I can't really. I can't. I can't. I'm like whatever about it. I had a. I. I. Um. The last time I had a Snickers, wow, how long ago was it? It was twenty three and a half hours ago. Twenty three and a half hours ago. That's the last yes. time I had a Snickers. Correct. Yeah, I, I had a Snickers, and I was planning on saving it for you know this afternoon because I got to end. But last night I was pretty hungry. And I'm like, I don't think I'm gonna make it to like a bed, so I had Snickers at like eleven last night. It wasn't it, not a good thing for my health, but it satisfied. I wasn't me. You know what I mean? I wasn't me when I was hungry. Um, but I yeah. Get it. Uh, so yeah, what do you give this episode out of ten? Seven and a half again. I'm liking a very like yeah. Just, this weird. episode is not one of my favorites. I give it a seven and a half as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, but I, I'll say this: I think that there's some good stuff coming up. I think that, and I've said before, I think that the first like three episodes of season six are the best. Is like the best stretch of, I mean, it's one of the best stretches of any TV show I've ever seen, in my opinion. I hope that it lives up to that. But before we get to that, Andre, where can people follow you on Twitter? You can follow me at Andre Ferrer, and you can follow me at the Jay Christie. Please review, subscribe, share the show with the biggest psych fan in your life, and tune in next time as we talk about Sean. 2.0.